Welcome to Fear and Greed, the week ahead. I'm Sean Aylmer, and as always, I'm joined by economist Stephen Kukoulis. You'll find him at thekook.com and on X using the handle thekook, T-H-E-K-O-U-K. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, Sean. Now, I know you had a bad day at the track. Well, I don't know whether you were at the track. I know you didn't have a win on the Melbourne Cup, shall we say that? I got hosed. It was a it was a mm. sad day. Mm. But none of us really had a win that day, no matter where you stood, even if you did pick the winner, because interest rates, they went up again. They went up again. Michelle Bullock, in her second month as governor, as chairperson of the RBA board, in their collective wisdom, they decided to hike 25 basis points, having been on hold for, what was it, four months previously. Uh, clearly, they're frustrated that... Uh, inflation is not coming down quickly enough. Clearly, inflation is coming down. They reiterated that in their forecasts last week, that it's going to be 3.5% at the end of 2024, somewhere just a touch below 3% at the end of 2025. So, gosh, that's still two years into the future, but not fast enough. They want it to be back in the target range a little earlier, hence the bold decision, I guess, when the economy is slowing, when the rest of the world's slowing, to, to hike yet again. We are one of the few economies that are still lifting rates. Well, maybe that's a bit unfair to say because there are a bunch of economies on pause and maybe they will lift again. But actually, like over the last six weeks or so, not many of the major economies have lifted rates. No, they haven't. If we look at the US, Eurozone, Canada, New Zealand, sort of countries that are comparable to us, they've all been on hold and it's it's one of these funny things. I love looking at the money market futures strip, which is sort of uh, people putting their money where their mouth is when it comes yeah, to forecasting yeah. interest rates. And in each of those countries, in the Eurozone, rate cuts are being priced in to 2024. Now, a little early, not in the next few months, but more the middle of next year, so six to nine months' time, the people are putting their money where their mouth is are sort of saying, yeah, there's a probability that the next move will be down. And here we are with the Reserve Bank hiking. Now, we didn't hike as much as most of those other central banks in this rate hiking cycle, so maybe there was a little bit of uh, extra catch-up to do, but maybe we've just gone a bit too far, too fast, but all will play out uh, in the next few months when we see the you know, the hard data on growth, on wages, on inflation on, on and on unemployment. Oh, what a segue, wages. We've got the wage price index out this week, Stephen. It is. It's for the September quarter. And, you know, given wages are such a critical input into the inflation outlook and indeed what um, Michelle Bullock was talking about last week when she did hike rates, it's services inflation that is that sticky, in inverted commas, the, the, the bit of inflation that's not coming down as rapidly as they would like. And the biggest component of services inflation, things like haircuts, <laughs> are wages costs. And so we want to see that wage price index sort of being well contained. Now, this is the quarter that included the pretty hefty increase in the minimum wage from the Fair Work Commission, uh, the 5.75% increase in minimum wages. Now, not many people get the minimum wage, but nonetheless, the current forecasts are for a quarterly rise of about 1.4%, which would mean the annual figure uh, would be just under 4%, still okay, still not really that wage price blowout that we fear, but any upside to that will certainly validate what the RBA did last week. Okay. 
Labour Force, who we also have that out on Thursday, I think. Oh, yeah, indeed. And what a what a what a week it is for data coming up. That yeah, the Labour Force critically important. And well, we've had a bit of choppiness, I suppose, in the recent monthly uh, Labour Force releases. We've had weaker employment growth in trend terms that's been edging lower, but the unemployment rate also fell. You know, that that big drop in the participation rate caused that strange thing that happens every now and then where weak employment and a falling unemployment rate. Current market thinking is that we're going to see a, a moderate increase in employment, around about twenty-five to 30,000 people, so just about all that's needed to keep the unemployment rate steady in normal terms. But because people are thinking the part rate might jump up a bit, the unemployment rate's likely to tick back up to 3.7 or maybe even 3.8%. So in absolute terms, still pretty good, but clearly there's a turning point going on in the labour market. Okay. We also, this is the week we have the monthly surveys, the first one being the National Australia Bank survey on on business conditions and business sentiment. And then we have the Westpac Consumer Sentiment Survey. We're still going to be a dreary bunch of consumers and a happy bunch of businesses, Stephen. Yeah. Well, Sean, I know how much you love the NAB survey of business oh, conditions. I love it. Yep. <laughs> it is such a good indicator. It is. It, a couple of reasons. It's contemporary. Like they ask businesses literally in the last couple of weeks, how, how's business going? You know, are you optimistic, pessimistic? What's happening to your employment plans, your selling prices, your profitability? So that's why it's such a contemporary indicator. And indeed, the questions that are framed tell us with a pretty good track record of not so much levels, but certainly turning points in employment, in uh, economic activity, profits and sales. So we're going to be watching that carefully. And, and as you alluded to, the business sector has been a lot more upbeat about the economy than we poor consumers. So hopefully that trend continues. But on the consumer sentiment side, well, particularly with this rate uh, hike, because of course the survey has been conducted uh, over the past few days. Uh, so it'll incorporate the effect of the interest rate hike. So it'd be no surprise if we see another gloomy consumer sentiment index. And of course, as we know, when consumers are gloomy, they tend to scale back their spending. And so it probably doesn't bode well for the um, Christmas summer holiday spending period that's coming up. Mm, Stephen, enjoy your week. I will, Sean. Thank you. That was economist Stephen Kukulis, better known as The Kook. You can find him at thekook.com and follow him on X using the handle The Kook. I'm Sean Aylmer and this is Fear and Greed, The Week Ahead.